Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Back in. Aftermath Monday of the Broncos Blitz podcast presented by Maverick Sports. I am Danny Williams with my favorite of all the co-hosts, Bree Maestis. Bree, how are you? I'm taking that one to the bank. I'm fantastic. Well, again, Tony's a jerk. He's all <laughs> muscles, a muscle head. Um, Danny Bailey's all hair. Anilo's like, he doesn't want to be here. He's got other stuff to worry about for his own show. You know, the only one who's really happy to be here is you and Alex. And Alex is my producer. He has no choice. I'm like, you know, I'm forcing him to, you know, be here. He's going to like, you're going to be here and you're going to like it. Okay. He's got a little bit of Stockholm syndrome. Yeah. But you're um, one of the great talents in the marketplace right now to have you on the show. It's like, at what point later in the season, you're going to want to raise and all this stuff. And you're like, uh, you know, we're going to have to replace you for like a lesser female talent. Like, you know, when they try to change a ca- like a cast casting role, you moved on to bigger and better things. You're a star now. Why would you want to be on a, the Broncos Blitz podcast? It's like the Brady Bunch where you replace me and it's not the same actress. Well, it's not going to be the same. I'm going to take advantage of you while I have you. That didn't sound right. I'm that sorry. I did not. Uh, See, again, that's not where I, it's not going to help in negotiations. Um, Okay. How are you though? I'm doing great. Well, I mean, all All things things considered. considered. (laughs) (laughs) Jinx. Uh, Uh, It's a day. It is a day. We'll talk about it. Um, Where can they find your work that you do? Absolutely. You can, if you ever so feel obliged, follow me on Twitter at BreeMastis303. You can also catch me every weekday uh, with the Let's Talk Broncos crew. That's Zach Seegers and Joey Richards from Mile High Sports as we break down, you guessed it, Let's Talk Broncos. Um, We do a special Saturday preview game for all the Sunday games, but since this is a short week, it'll be a little different there. And then you can uh, catch me on the Fan Cave Mm -hmm. 1 to 2 p.m. on Mondays here for Mile High Sports Radio. Okay. Well, thanks for being with us. Why we have you. Um, let's talk about what happened yesterday and what happened just about a couple, um, an hour or two ago. Schefter drops the bomb. Mm-hmm. Javante Williams has a torn ACL. His season is over. It is over. Heartbreakingly so. MCL or ACL plus an LCL, which makes his return. All the L's. All the- right here on the shape of, a, on the shape of an L on your forehead. You got to sing all the rest of the song now this weekend. If you're gonna do it, no, I got another one. I can't, li- I can't pod with or without. <laughs> I love it. Um, <laughs> so listen, it sucks. What has happened? Not only in the loss yesterday to our arch nemesis, the uh, the Raiders, fumbling, stumbling, the Raiders. You know, like it's just. The Melvin Gordon fumble was the biggest play of the game. It gave him seven points. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you're like, well, do you still win, lose by two then? Ugh, you know, you still lose. No, I don't think so because if that doesn't happen, the, like the entire complexion of the game plays out differently. And again, in that game itself, they were trying to feature Javante. They were trying to go as much Javante as they were trying to go Josh Jacobs, Jingleheimer, Schmidt. So... <laughs> 
what happened was Javante got hurt. Melvin Gordon's in there. He makes the big fumble. Now we're like all lost, scrambling. What do we do? Uh, Mike Boone, who like, again, I didn't even really, uh, it was just a figment of my imagination until like two or three weeks. Like he's been here for a while, but I'd never seen him. You know, I thought it was, um, I don't know, man. It's, it's not, we'll, we'll talk about Philip Lindsay and we'll get there at the end of the podcast. Let's just kind of okay. make our way right. to it before we're trying to like solve all the problems. Let's feel sad. Okay. For like five minutes of the podcast. Let's be down, accept the situation that the Broncos are now in. Um, injuries to now very significant guys. Tim Patrick might have been, you know, not only one of your leaders and pillars, but like this emotional uh, gut check guy who came from nothing to show everyone else how hard you're going to have to work if you're not a first or second round draft pick. That loss was devastating for them. We didn't realize that now until we're here needing him to be a blocking receiver, a leader, um, do all of the dirty work that Jerry Judy's great footwork, you know, um, doesn't allow Jerry Judy to do, okay? So... It's not great when you have feet for hands either. So. <laughs> That's what, I, nice hands, feet! <laughs> we always say that when we're playing basketball, like, whatever, you know? Um, but, okay, so the reality is Melvin Gordon's a starting running back moving forward, okay? You're not going to take... Fill up Lindsay off the street and come in, you know, here and, and, and start him. Sure. It's just not going to happen. And for anyone who's <laughs> Melvin has wasn't Philip. Okay, they move on from Philip and draft Javante. So Melvin's never like been embraced. And there was a time where I was like kind of sticking up for the guy. And the reality is, there was two seasons here the last couple of years where he might have been their best offensive player. Yes. For better or for worse or whatever you think of him. And it might be a, you know, indictment of what the offense was, but the reality is, he went for a lot of yards, scored touchdowns and was like the motor um of the team, even though it's like a motor in an old RV kind of busted. It's like you got to you know, it's like barely a turnover sometimes, but he still was like the catalyst and the motor. Yeah, no, I would agree. There. Right? I think I was uh, during this offseason, I was pressing hard for that third contract. I knew that it was a you wanted endeavor. him back. I wanted him back. I, I thought too. it was the best choice available. I did. too. Uh, uh, there was a no signs pointing towards a cliff and there still isn't. That's where I want to okay. reinvest there. What? Watch this. If the Broncos make the playoffs moving forward, it will be because Melvin Gordon is great. Yeah. Because now you're forced to give him 17 to 20 to 22 touches a game. That's that's what's coming. So if that means two fumbles a game, you're going to I mean you we're going to see what it looks like now with Melvin Gordon as the featured guy until he takes himself out of it. But I'll tell you, you can't cut the guy. No. Because he's going to go to the Raiders or he's going to go to Kansas City. He's going to go back to um the Chargers. And he's going to tell them all our our checks, what we do here, what we like to do here. He's going to – he'll come back to haunt us. Sure. Okay, so he will – that's what would be his priority. And it'd be worth it for another team trying to fight the Broncos for, you know, a place in the division to go bring a guy like that who's very capable in. Okay? So that would happen, for one. Um, so you could take the ball out of his hands, I guess, a little bit. But Mike Boone can't carry the ball. And Philip Lindsay, who's like basically on the street right now with the Colts and their um, practice squad, their scout team, it's like he's basically on the street. So I want to push on the Mike Boone thing. Let's just talk about real it. Let's quick. Talk about it. No, I don't want to take you off the rails, but There's, this show is already off the rails. I think I think Mike <laughs> Boone is a tremendous talent that just hasn't gotten enough snaps. Okay. I think he can step in there as that third, now secondary running back because you're not going to get a whole lot of, out of Zigbo right now. But I think Mike Boone um, just hasn't gotten enough 
uh, targets to be able to, to or snaps touches. to show you. Just touches, total touches. Just total touches in general. Yes. But when you see those flashes of talent, I don't think you should be too concerned about Mike Boone, but they obviously still need a third. That would be the best case situation is that Mike Boone, a relative unknown, a guy who came with George Payton because he, you know, George Payton maybe helped discover him there. Um, there's, uh, remember Jonas Gray, uh, the Patriots running back who had four touchdowns one night. No, I think that's why I don't late, remember him. He was late <laughs> to practice, like about five years ago. He was late to practice the next day. And then, you know, like he was never seen or heard from again a little bit. You know, he... Uh-huh. <sighs> For one, the Broncos of old used to be able to make it work with any running back. Okay? So those days are maybe... Shouts out maybe to an offensive line. Peyton Hillis was the last <laughs> of a dying breed. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't mean a white running back. I just mean the Broncos running back who you just plug in and it's Orlandis Gary or he's Mike Bell or he's Mike Anderson, any of those guys. Those days are kind of gone a little bit, but uh, maybe along with Mike Shanahan. But there is a chance that Mike Boone is more... You know, that there's more then meets the eye. Mm-hmm. That would be the best case situation because he's here. He's your guy. You're comfortable with him and you may trust him. You may not trust him or he may not be as talented as Javante and Melvin, but he's been here and he's been here for a reason. When he could have been uh, on the street and a fifth round running back flyer, young talented dude who's maybe just some speedster, Eckler type, different from the Melvin and the Javante. Mike Bone is kind of in a similar cut and mold. So, you know, all the three guys are kind of the same. I mean, there's, they're different, but it's not like one is Melvin Gordon and one was Austin Eckler and there's two different styles of guy, like a Woodhead or someone like that. So uh-huh. Mike Boone can potentially, that's the best case situation. I like you said that, and I want to believe in that. Can I pepper in, and it's going to drive all the listeners crazy. They're going to hate me. Come follow me. Come argue they with me here. They could never hate you. The offensive line from Nick Kosmeyer from The Athletic ranks the, the Broncos in yards per carry after contact at 27th. Okay. They're 25th in pressure rate allowed and then 29th in sack, right? So there's obviously some issues going on there as well. But the running back is getting hit at a tremendous rate here. They're not able to get the ball up the field. Javante Williams' style is to run directly into that. Melvin Gordon does better without, you know, obviously. So I think that a lot of the troubles with the running backs coming from the line as I, well. I have three things that just came to my mind as the reasons for that. Okay. Okay. Had a minor technical difficulty that you'll never know about. Well, they will now because you told them. Oh, they will know? Okay. Yeah. Well, we did. Um, <laughs> but do you know what? We're not going to let that stop us because it's never going to be perfect. Um, but let's go back to where we were. Yes, okay. absolutely. And actually, I'm going to take that back. We've had some perfect podcasts That's where it's just kind of pure perfect. True. Yeah. So um, despite what's happening with the Broncos or not. But um, there's three things that you said uh, that I, I, that came to my mind when you said the struggles um, with, the running, with, backs with the running backs, the running game as a whole, no matter who the running back is. Um, for one, I said that Melvin Gordon might not be the same Melvin Gordon that he was two or three years ago. Um, I said that Javante Williams, for one, just maybe, guys, no one wants to hear this, might not be the superstar that we kind of anointed him to be, the fantasy darling that, like, the country wall drafted in the first and second round. We're waiting for him to explode. There's that, okay? There's that. Then there's a um, the notion of, for me, I don't think the offensive line is very good. I think Garrett Bowles is an average, and again, Top 12, top 15 guy, his position. Um, Dalton Reiser hadn't been the same guy since, like, his rookie year. I think we can upgrade at center. And just as a whole, the unit has to – man, it's like 
what they do, the pieces individually aren't really coming into collection and maybe lit, rising the tide in the boat like I thought they would. And there's the notion that I can kind of maybe make excuses for the uh, offensive line that Russ will bail the offensive line out because he's that kind of quarterback. Uh, there is something to that, but also that doesn't mean you can run the ball. Okay, it doesn't mean they can because they can't. Um, and then the Titan, the Titans play a big factor in being being able to run the ball successfully. Mm -hmm. Which I think our Titans are. Uh, if I could put them all together, all three of them together and squish them together, I still got one average tight end. Okay, so while those guys might be able to do things, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. If I squish them all together, um, and then. The blocking down the field type of stuff, the stuff that Tim Patrick, it's his a specialty. Um, that ain't Jerry Judy at all. And it's not Kendall Hinton. And then what? KJ Hamler, who, you know, finally caught a ball and is really far away from really coming back and delivering. Who and what this team is as a whole right now is uh, a work in progress. Um, you can't just, you know, go draw it up and execute running the ball. It's got to come together. Sometimes it never does for an entire season. Um, and that's just like the reality of it. They have to kind of find a way. They have to kind of find a way to make this thing work now with the pieces that they have left. Um, was mentioning that. Um, well, I think your point was that Russ is the is the cog that's kind of holding the Stephen oh, yes. team in place. Yes. I don't know if, yeah, I, I, completely. I think that for one, I don't know if I said this or not, that, you know, if we got chopped from the podcast, but we're not, we're better than they were, we were over the last six or seven years because Russ is here. We haven't got blown out one time this year. Haven't been blown out one time this season. Um, ugly loss yesterday. The Broncos have been in every game. Goes to there. Could be 4-0 and could be 0-4, depending on the way you want to look at it, okay? That's just the reality of the matter. Last year, every other game, we were outclassed, outcoached, out-talented, all that kind of stuff. Russ has been the stabilizer and the equalizer. Um, now we have to find a way to take it to the next level. I think the beauty of Russ if there's a saving grace to what's going on here on a really kind of sad day in, uh, in Broncos country with uh, Javante's injury, is that with a quarterback like Russell Wilson, this these games are as bad as it'll ever get. He's going to have you in every kind of game. And it's almost like Jokic. He's got some Jokic in him where it's just like, that guy, could, Jokic could go out, you, me, Danny Bailey, and Anillo, and we'll go out there and like run. He'll get us involved <laughs> and like have us believing. He can go run with anybody and be successful. That's the kind of guy he is. And there's certain kind of quarterbacks who kind of do that too. I think that's Russ. But that's just uh, making our way through games. Yeah, of course we want better. Defense. Well, for sure, the defense has been great, but they have to work like in conjunction a little bit. You know, like the offense and the defense have to find a way to complement each other a little bit. For one, again, there's been the offense last year. The defense last year was hung out to dry so much by the offense mm -hmm. that. Um, that I think um, Russ sustaining some drives, having some sense yes. of an offense has kept these guys fresher. And special teams with their with their field position. And therefore, yeah, created kind of a different defense. Yeah. They're a different look defense, not just in scheme, and, uh, but being led by, um, and not just being led by different coaches, uh, but as uh, who and what they're asked to do now. And, you know, what the pressures of what they had to do as opposed to being the entire team in the past and now maybe being a compliment to what we hope is a developing God offense. forbid they stop the run, though. Uh, Hemorrhaging. Well, again, here's what's sad. <laughs> you knew that Josh Jacobs was coming. They, you know, like they knew he was, once he got going, they were going to keep running the ball and you just have to stop him. You know it's coming. 
And when you can't stop a guy, that's kind of scary. And that's when you're, like you said, bleeding out. The Raiders had bit. 212 rushing yards. He had, a, again, he's just, uh, over the last couple of years, he's just been a good player, not a great player. He was better kind of at the beginning of his career when he was a first-round pick. But he's a straight-up trained Broncos killer. And, man, it sucks. So what happened last season with the Browns? You got a third-string running back running all over. You got a fifth-year option that didn't get picked up by his team. Absolutely brutalizing you out there. Couple more thoughts, and you got to go do the radio show. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, this Javante Williams injury changes everything for the Broncos' offense mm-hmm. moving forward, uh, uh, like forever. Yeah, because for one, he might not ever be the same player we thought that he that he he may never be the same player again. On top of that, he might not even be the same player that we made him out to be that we kind of put him on that pedestal to be that he might never in reality have been so if that makes sense Mm -hmm. it's like a couple dings maybe a realization of the guy wasn't the superstar we thought he was going to be after all and now he's hurt it's a major injury uh, for a guy who's a lot about you know what made him special was the explosion and the power after the run which now he's got a bum will that will never be the same so he could come back and go for a thousand yards a couple of times but he'll never be that 1500 yard freak show mm. i you know because you have to believe that kind of stuff is true you can't bank on him coming back and wait for him and now the broncos going to next year's draft um do we take this running back in the second round? What do we do? We need an explosive playmaker. There's a guy in the third round. If they don't, they'd have to definitely take. So it's like now the complexion of everything. We thought we had these pillars, these stabilizers, these guys holding it all up, these stars. You know, you got six or seven or eight or nine stars on a team. The more stars you have, the more you know opportunity you have to win at a really high level. So that's a gigantic, huge loss or the Broncos, and maybe a loss that, like, he and we will never be the same for it again. But in reality, holy, you got to flip back. <laughs> he hasn't been spectacular anyways this season. He's just been a guy we're waiting for to be good. So if someone else can come in and maybe even be a little bit more effective, not as much a star as him. So this guy's not falling? No, it's not, because for one, point. you got Russ. And if you're thinking, well, <laughs> I'd rather have Josh Allen. Well, I would too. <laughs> but... Russ is going to make you competitive every single week and keep you in games. And if just if the Broncos kind of get it a little bit figured out on offense, they can take that next step and move forward. These next three games or four games are all winnable games. You got the Jets in there. You got the Colts here on a short week. You got the Chargers. Before it gets really dicey, for sure. Well, for sure. Well, then, well, there's again, like John Fox always said, you take it in quarters. Mm-hmm. And now there's 17 games. But the first four, they were two and two. Could have been four now. Could have been three and one, you know, could have been three and one. Actually, couldn't have been four and oh. Three and one, could have been three and one. Keep it real. Okay. This next set of four games, they could be three and one. And if they are, everything will have changed in just a couple of few weeks. Look out the four, not just the injury of Tua, but like now what's the future of Tua? Look how everything can change overnight in this league. Um, from Tua being an, uh, a guy who more people were down on going into the season than any quarterback in the league. You know what I mean? Like people have turned on that guy. He goes and shows out for three weeks. This guy's rookie cards, all that stuff are through the roof. His stock is through the roof. And now just like that, the guy's com- like entire football livelihood and future is all completely in, in jeopardy. That's what happens. That's what this league is. So why was like a damaging, gashing blow to the hopes of the Broncos championship aspirations of 2022 in reality is 
look how long it's taken the Bills to get to this point. Yeah, no. That you know right. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And not and look at how the Chiefs. And I don't just mean with Mahomes. Alex Smith laid the groundwork down there, winning 12 games every single year till Patrick Mahomes just came in and took it to the next level. Um, it'll come. And we want it to happen overnight because Peyton did it overnight. And Tom Brady did it overnight. But while Russ is a Hall of Famer, he ain't no Peyton. And he ain't no Tom Brady. Okay, so it's going to take some time. I don't know any other way to put it. And I, I, I want it now. It's my money, and I want it now. <laughs> I, I think that's where I am at. Like, right now, today, the sky's falling. Tomorrow, it'll be a better day. Today, I need to know that Russ's best game for the Denver Broncos is not his ceiling. Oh, no, it's not. This is... um. It's just the beginning. This is just the beginning for the Broncos and Russell Wilson. This is, again, those last five or six years, we're going to have a five or six year run with Russ here. There's going to be some highs and some lows. This is a league full of spectacular young quarterbacks, plus a couple all-time greats still doing it. Okay? This is like a really unique era of football because of – Guys like uh, Tom and 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 um, Aaron Rodgers and Russ, and then these young up and coming quarterbacks like again superstars like Lamar Jackson might be the MVP of the league through four games. Uh, Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, and then all you know you got all the guys in between, and then you got the uh, what is Joe Burrow, what is Kyler, um, what kind of player is um, I don't know Hertz is I mean Jalen Hurts, what like- an enigma wrapped in an. A, a nutshell that he is you know what i mean it's like for real it's like it, it, it's it's it, it's wild it's hard to win games in the nfl i just, i'm still sticking with russ i'm gonna stand by russ um that's it that's it i don't want to keep throwing in your face well the russ were the broncos with uh pain were two and three listen it's all we got right now okay <laughs> don't listen let's meet in the middle somewhere of me like try i'm not trying to make excuses for these guys okay sure but also like don't Bury these guys yet. Don't stick a fork in these guys yet because let's enjoy the highs and the lows of this season and in the end hope they find their way to 10 games. Um, Once the playoffs roll around, a spectacular uh, and very capable defense can get hot and win you games. The Bengals were a 10-win team going into the playoffs last year, Mm -hmm. uh, got ridiculously hot. I think the Broncos might be cut from that same kind of mold because there are some highs and lows with the Bengals. They look spectacular in some weeks, and they got beat by teams that you you would have never thought a Super Bowl team um, would have lost to. So. Let me tell you, that's the. I agree wholeheartedly. That is on the coaching staff to figure it out and to stop shooting themselves in the foot. Um, completely. And we had so much to talk about today. I know. We'll go. We'll go. We'll, we'll go. go. No, no, we'll go. But we can do a little thirty seconds on the reality is, and we said this last week it was the first time that I kind of said it out loud. It's stuff I thought, but like you don't want to say out loud because you don't want to make people think it for one, and you don't want people to think that you're thinking it or believing <laughs> it too, <laughs> right? Yeah. But Nathaniel Hackett was brought. And hired by the Broncos as Aaron Rodgers' bait. So when that didn't go um, according to plan, Russell Wilson was a great uh, compromise and fallback. But it wasn't uh, Russell Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett that made beautiful music together. It was Aaron Rodgers. So while, you know, that's just the reality of it. So in that situation, of course, you're looking at Mike McDaniel doing great things. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dan Quinn um, has, you know, the... um, the Cowboys without a quarterback still in this thing, thinking they're going to, you know, win the division maybe. So um, 
there's a chance that Nathaniel Hackett ain't it. As the kids would say, he ain't it. You know what I mean? So we'll get there. We'll get there. I can't say it through four games. Talk to me. Uh, we got these next four weeks to talk about I it. I need the whole season to make a decision there. Oh, you know for I mean? sure. I mean, the highs and the lows. If they'd have won that game yesterday, found a way. We've been talking a different, totally different, obviously, tune. And if they go take care of business here on Thursday night, then we'll be talking like, okay, well, they're three and two. Uh, look at the two games that they lost. Own um, four, own uh, three desperate, desperate uh, Raiders team and a Seahawks team where every player on that team had it out for Russ. Every coach on that team wanted to get back at Russ, and the entirety of a fan base wanted to get even with Russ. That's powerful stuff, okay? Um, Let's see. Watch, this is going to be good to end the podcast with. Let's see what the Broncos do once they have real, real pressures put on them. Yeah, it's beautiful. I don't. I just want to know how many goats I gonna sacrifice for the rest of the season. Um, well, I mean, there's one. Tom Brady's a goat. Aaron Rodgers is kind of a goat. Tom Brady's off limits. Just putting that out there. God, he's handsome. <laughs> uh, all right. So, Bree, one more time, the Twitter and stuff like that, such as such as Bree Maestas three hundred three. Come follow me. Uh, love interacting with all of you. You can find me on the Let's Talk Broncos podcast for Mile High Sports. That's six p.m. Uh, every weekday, and then on the Fan Cave, which I'm about to hop on over right now, Mondays one to two p.m. Sorry for keeping you so long you're gearing up here i'm just trying to we're like do a little pre-game show here for you where you go hit the big stage i really appreciate you doing the podcast with me every monday I it's love it. um uh you do a good job it's fun um and you're better and smarter than any of the other dudes you know that's the whole so, game i'm playing here. well again it's like a lot of ladies they get shortchanged in the game you know or you could be a cutthroat b like um Rachel Nichols. <laughs> I love that her name just keeps getting brought. <laughs> or you can just be good like you are. Well, thank you, Danny. Sure. Okay. Um, we That's it. Um, Maverick Sports is a partner in this podcast. We absolutely love those guys. Their app is easy to navigate and use. I'm a parlay builder. I I, I trust the site. Um, I feel comfortable on the site. It's easy to sign up, deposit, cash out. When I hit, I want my money. You know, it's my money and I want it. I did that one already. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Maverick Sports, they'll match up to $300 if you're new. Take advantage of that. Even if it's a, even if it's a $50 match, then go turn that 50 into lots of money that you're going to play with on the uh, the entire season. Um, we appreciate you guys, though, and we love you guys. Good night, Sheba. Sheba.